This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for Barreled Up by Ball Cap Sports. Here's your, here's your, here's your host, Jim Riley and Robbie Hyde. Corbin Burns thing is interesting. I also saw Burns could be a pivot for the Dodgers if they don't land Yamamoto. If Yamamoto, let's go down a road where Yamamoto ends up on the Mets. Let's just do that for funsies. Um, where is Corbin Burns playing on opening day? You, with everything you just you just talked about, Corbin Burns, which, which made a ton of sense, with the Dodgers maybe getting aggressive. Um, where's Corbin Burns, in your opinion, Robbie? Where's he playing on opening day? I mean, I, I think the more we're going to have to wait and see how the next couple of weeks go, the next few weeks, see what happens there with some mm-hmm. of these free agents, see where they end up going. No matter what, I think Burns, you're going to have to wait until some of these guys come off the board. Right. Then I think teams will go after him. And I think the Brewers are in a really good place right now. And it's a good thing that they go every year with the go into every single year with the mentality we want to win, right? Mm-hmm. Because hey, nothing wrong with going out there and trying to win, right? Putting a competitive team on the field, but it's also leveraged by default, right? Because you know they're letting these teams know, yeah, we're not gonna you know just give up this guy easily, right? And I think that's a good approach to take. Uh, I think it's pretty smart on their part to always go into a season thinking that way. And I think with Burns, the more time, I don't know, like the more time that goes by, maybe it's just because it's slow. Maybe it's, I don't know, it's, it's, it's kind of cold out here right now. I'm wondering if he just ends up staying, right? Maybe the lack of activity is making me think he won't go anywhere, but then all of a sudden mm-hmm. stuff picks up. Who knows? Maybe Burns goes somewhere. But I think once you see the market unfold a little bit, you start hearing some different things, there's definitely a chance he can get moved. But I really Mm -hmm. think with the Brewers, it's going to take the right package. I I think they're going to want, at least in my opinion, if it were me, I would want a cost-controlled pitcher in return, someone that I can have in my rotation for the next few years. You probably would like to have you know, at least a decent offensive player that's also under control, come back. No matter what you get for Burns, I definitely think they're going to want major league ready guys. So it's not like any team is going to be the perfect fit. Like I mentioned, the Red Sox. I don't think the Red Sox are necessarily the perfect fit for them because when you look at the pieces involved, yes, they have high value pieces that number-wise, sure, could get a deal done on, let's say, baseball trade values. But the fits aren't really all that great. Like I said, the Brewers, they don't really need outfield guys. So Jaron Duran wouldn't really be a guy that they would want. And the Red Sox, what do they have when it comes to some infielders? I mean, you have someone like an Emmanuel Valdez, Nick York in the minor leagues, though. Do the Brewers want that? I don't Mm -hmm. don't really think so. You know, you got like someone like Cutter Crawford that you could send back, who I think is pretty underrated. 
I can already see people in the chat already probably going to blast me thinking, oh, there's that Red Sox bias. But no, Claire Crawford, I think, would be a piece that teams wouldn't mind having for the back end of their rotation. You know, is that really the best piece that the Brewers would want, though? I don't I don't know. I, yeah. don't, I don't think the, the Red Sox line up all that well. I hope they get him. If they don't get Yamamoto, I'd love for the Red Sox to get him. But realistically, I mentioned, I said the Rangers earlier, I think they're a much better fit. Sure, the Dodgers... But they also just unloaded Pepio. So will the Brewers look at the Dodgers, you know, young pictures that they have and be interested in that? I don't know. You know, I, no matter yeah. where he ends up going, I think they're going to have to give up a cost-controlled picture, mm-hmm. a decent hitter. Could you see the Braves maybe where they have a couple of decent pieces, right? They've been connected with Cease. If that doesn't work out, could they mm-hmm. pivot there? Yeah. Go after Corbin Burns. You do have a Vaughn Grissom that you could send back. You have a Bryce Elder oh, yeah. that you could send back. You know, maybe that could be a pretty decent fit. So I, we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to, and I think there is more of a chance that Cease gets moved first mm. if he does get traded simply just because he has that extra year of control where Burns is a rental. So yeah. either way, I rambled there for a while. No, but- you- but you're it's right. Gonna be, it's going to be a little while. If, if Burns does get moved, you're going to have to wait a little bit, the, I think. The, the timing of it is one element. The other element is that finding the right trade partner. And and a, a couple of those trade partners might be wrapped up with Yamamoto right now. We don't know when that's going to happen. Then even after Yamamoto yeah. may pivot to the Montgomery's, the Snells, the Imanagas, who we haven't even talked about, but he'd be a great uh, pivot move for some of these teams. The the Orioles feel like the team for Corbin Burns. They are perfect. Um, they're all, they're also great. We'll talk about Jesus Lazardo in in two seconds. I'll, I'll I'll use this to to sort of swing us to the Lazardo piece. But when you think about what the Orioles are looking at, they the Orioles have still a pitcher who I believe has a high ceiling, but just has for whatever reason, failed to launch in Baltimore in D.L. Hall. And yeah. D.L. Hall, if you trade for Corbin Burns, D.L. Hall is pitching out of the bullpen again. Um, now I understand Corbin Burns being a one-year thing. D.L. Hall has all the years of control. But look, who's to say D.L. Hall's ever going to click in Baltimore? Send him to Milwaukee. Send him to Milwaukee. Send him to Milwaukee with a bat or two. Austin Hayes. Um, I don't think you want to go as far as Santander. But I do think you can start putting pieces together because Jordan Westberg, even you know? Westberg would be an interesting one. They're, they're going to have a log jam at middle infield. The Orioles will rather suit. Now, the good news is a lot of middle infielders, the shortstop specifically, they're the most they're the most athletic on the team. And so you can maybe shift them around to other positions if their size is right. But I think the Orioles are a great trade partner for Burns. And I think they're also a great, and, and the Braves are too. You brought up the Braves. They'd be perfect. I think they are gunning for Cease. But if that didn't happen, the only element is they got to get Burns locked up. They're not going to trade for him and not have an yeah, extension ready to go. Um, yeah. But Lazardo was another player that has crept up onto our sort of trade radar. And almost immediately overnight, we started hearing rumors for from, from Cubs outlets and from Yankees outlets that, if the Yankees fail on Yamamoto, then Lazardo would be a great pivot, which I, I believe he would. Here's why Lazardo is maybe even, well, is more attractive than Corbin Burns. 
Obviously, there's three years of control. Jesus Lazardo is a it, Jesus Lazardo got ball and chained to that fourth year of arbitration. So he still has three years of control. That's one element. And additionally, the Marlins are saddled with an Abisail Garcia contract that I think they would love to get out of. And mm-hmm. when you start playing around with baseball trade values, you can find a very palatable trade for Jesus Lizardo, those three years of control. If you take on that Abisail Garcia money, you don't have to give up as much in terms of prospect capital than you would if it was just a straight-up deal. Jesus Lazardo is great for the Cubs, great for the Yankees, great for the Baltimore Orioles as well. Do you think uh, we do have a super chat coming from – we have two that came in real quick. Let me just get to this real quick. Big business circling back to the Rangers. I know you're talking about the TV deal hindering the Rangers, but Ray Davis can float a year. Right. You do have the element of these teams. It may take a year or two to sort of reassess. Thank you, Big Business, for for highlighting that. Uh, And Lamar, do you think that Ronald Acuna Jr. regret signing that contract from the Braves a few years ago? He would have been a free agent next year. I do think that has bothered him. He fired his agent. Um, So, obviously, he didn't feel too good about it. So, yeah, I think there's something there. But I also think he's – I think the Braves are going to take care of him um, and there's and there's no worries there. They're just waiting to get closer to the end of that contract where they can drop 300 mil on him. Uh, so, all right, let's get back to Super Chats again. Thank you, guys. Let's get back to Jesus Lazardo. Do you think Lazardo is getting dealt this offseason? And if you do, do you think it's one of those three teams or could you see someone else coming into play? Well, he's got three years of control. That's a lot of control yeah. right there. He's going to cost you a lot. Yeah, He had a really good year last year. He was starting in the playoffs. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, people for people forget the Marlins, they actually made the playoffs. Sixty so, million dollar value on baseball trade value. Huge, yeah. huge value. If he does, you know, again, it's gonna take the obvious of course, it always takes the right place, but we you know we're talking about fits, we're talking about you know, the values, right? It's not just about, you know, people like to a lot, you know, rag on BTV because you know, they think you can just kind of plug in numbers and just because the numbers line up that means it's a good trade no like it just if you line up the numbers on there you know one side is 60 the other side is 60 that doesn't necessarily mean it's a good trade right you have to look at team philosophies team needs players are valued differently on both sides you know it's and it's always changing it's always dynamic right where values can go up values can go down teams will have different needs so it's interesting with lizardo 60 million dollars is of value is a lot, but if there were some teams out there, and again with the Marlins, I think something that they really could use is a bat, right? They could definitely yeah. use, I'd say, an upgrade at short. That could be something that's going to be pretty tough to try and go out there and get a shortstop. You got Brian De La Cruz in the outfield with Jesus Sanchez and Jazz Chisholm. Could you maybe upgrade possibly a Jesus Sanchez or Brian De La Cruz? I honestly really think this might sound crazy and I'm sorry to, you know, keep bringing up my Red Sox here, but I actually do think the Red Sox are a better fit to go after Jesus Lazardo than a Corbin Burns, right? Even though mm-hmm. Jesus Lazardo would actually cost a lot more, like I told you earlier, the Brewers don't really need an outfielder. It's where that's where the Red Sox yeah. have, Red Sox are very lefty heavy right now. Jaron Duran had himself a good season last year, really upped his value a lot. 
that could be the leading piece to go back to the Marlins. And you yeah. could build a package and try and land a Jesus Lazardo. The Red Sox are they need starting pitching. So would the Marlins want Jaron Duran? I don't know. And they have been in reports lately uh, with the Royals that there was uh, some talks going on at the winter meetings with Vinny Pasquantino. So mm. naturally, would they focus on someone like a Tristan Casas, where, you know, a very similar player? <laughs> so my guess is they would probably want Tristan Casas involved in a deal for Jesus Lazardo. I personally wouldn't do it. Um, but I think you definitely could see the Red Sox and the Marlins come together. They have talked before about trades, haven't fully yeah. come together. But I think there's a possibility for that this offseason. So yeah. we'll have to see. But Jesus Lazardo. It's interesting with the Marlins right now because they feel like they're in such limbo right now. You know, they they just in a weird you know, spot. Change the head of uh, of baseball operations there. So yep. it's like I don't even know what's going on with them. I don't know what to think. I, I don't know. But again, it's it's this frozen off season right now. Yep. It's hard to really get an idea of what's going on, especially on the pitching side. That's hard right now. So I've got a Lazardo trade idea, and. With the Orioles, because I, I again, mm. I want the Orioles to improve their their pitching. As yeah. a Blue Jay fan, I don't, but as MLB guy, I want to see something. Hey, I live in the Baltimore area. I want to go to some World Series games and not have to drive like forever to get there. Yeah. So this would be great for me. I could turn this into a selfish selfish move. 